Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we get straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we have here with you to spend, O Lord. And we pray, O Lord God, that your wonderful Holy Spirit will minister to the heart of every single listener that would be here today. In the name of Jesus, O Lord God, speak to them and touch them in your own special way, O Lord God, for your honor and your glory and your praise. We thank you, Lord God. We magnify thy name. Give this time and this space entirely over to you, Heavenly Father. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We're going to talk about a topic here, um, uh, sowing and reaping. And I'm sure you've all heard the term uh, sowing and reaping. Uh, and the fact of the matter is what we want to address today is that how many of us really take it seriously, sowing and reaping, the concept of sowing and reaping. Because many people wish to bountifully reap. But how many really want to sow? Okay, how many really want to to, to sow um, and spend some time in making sure that they're sowing? You know, so the the question is, what does uh, sowing and reaping? What does it actually mean? Okay, that's what we're going to talk about today. Most of the Bible was originally written to those living in in an agrarian or, or in a farming society, an agrarian or a farming society, and people familiar with working the land, managing livestock, raising crops, and so on. Those that was the makeup basically of the the uh, people that were in the Bible. Okay, and so so therefore most most of the Bible is put in that sense, so to speak, like written to the farming community or the agrarian, agrarian society. Many of Jesus' parables uh, involve, involve farming, you know, the farming life. Uh, not surprisingly, then, the Bible contains many, many references to sowing and reaping. The Bible contains many references to sowing and reaping. And here are some of the principles that we learn. Okay, we're going to go through some of the principles that we learn. Sowing and reaping is a law. Sowing and reaping is a law of the natural world, okay? We see in Genesis uh, 1, verses uh, 10 to 13, that on the third day of creation, God commanded the earth to bring forth living plants bearing seed and fruit with seed in it, and fruit with seed in it. You see that in Genesis 1, chapter 12, okay? We see that, that, that uh, these plants were then given to man for food. You see that in verse 29. Ever since the beginning, man was... Uh, understood that man has understood the process of sowing and reaping. It's the beginning of time. You know, he's understood the process of sowing and reaping and has applied it for man's benefit. This was applied for man's benefit. Okay. Another fact that we know about sowing and re reaping is that God uses the law of sowing and reaping to bestow his blessing upon people. Okay. God's blessings comes generally to the whole world as he sends sun and rain to the just and the unjust, okay? And if we go, turn in your Bible to uh, Matthew 5, Matthew 5 verse, uh, um, let me see, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 44, and it says there, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes his son, for he makes his son to rise on the evil and on, to make you rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain 
on the just and the unjust, okay? Okay, so God lets the sun rain, sunshine and rain to come down for the benefit of good and for evil people, okay? So this right now, we know that that sowing and reaping applies to everyone, whether you're good or evil. It's, it's a law. It's an undeniable law, okay? And we're going to look at that a bit more, okay? And, and, and just on the... God sends rain and sun to the good and evil people. Just realize that many people that are call themselves uh, uh, atheists and so on like that, whether they want to realize it or not, that God permits the sun to shine on them also. God permits the rain to shine, to rain on them, on, on their crops, if they happen to be uh, unbelieving far, uh, farmers, okay, which for the life of me, it's hard to imagine a farmer that would be an atheist or an unbeliever because, you know, the farmer depends so much on the land and the weather and so on like that. But God provides sun and rain, the point the Bible is making here, on the good and the, uh, and the, and the bad, the just and the unjust, okay? So this law of, sow, of sowing and reaping applies to everyone, okay? It's an undeniable law. It applies to everyone. In some cases, God's blessings comes more specifically to those of his choosing, you know, such as Isaac. You see that in Genesis 26, verses 12 through 13, says that Isaac sowed a crop and received a hundredfold in one season because the Lord targeted him for that blessing, okay? The Lord decided he wanted to bless him, and he sowed. Okay, he sowed and he and he reaped a hundredfold. Okay, we also see that Israel's gratefulness uh, for God's yearly blessing was expressed in the feast of first fruits. Read about the first uh, first fruits when the uh, fruit first of the harvest was brought to the Lord as an offering. We see that in Exodus chapter twenty three and also in Leviticus twenty three. Okay, first fruits was the farmer then you know bringing the the, the first part of his crop, the, not the second or third or the last part, but the first part of his crop, giving it to the Lord. First fruits. God had warned Israel back then that if they forsook Him. And, and, and uh, pursued after idols, okay, if they gave up on God and pursued after idols, the law of sowing and reaping would be suspended. He warned them, if you turn away from me, the laws that apply to sowing and reaping would be suspended, and their crops would fail, okay, that's in Leviticus 26. And you see that this also, that this actually happened to disobedient Judah on a couple of occasions, as we see in the book of Jeremiah and also in the book of Micah. Okay, so that's a little real brief, quick background of, from a biblical perspective, the concept, the law of sowing and reaping was put into place by God. And he, it was expected by him that Israel would follow those rules, would follow those laws and be guided by those laws and not forsake his commandments and his ways. Okay, now... Um, what, is this, what does that have to do with us in the 21st century, okay? The vast majority of the people listening to us here, well, I, I won't even say the vast majority because I, I don't know. This, this podcast is going literally all over the world, so I don't know whether you're, you're in a farming environment or whether your, your lot in life is indeed to be a farmer. But I will say, though, that what does this have to do with us in the 21st century today, whether you're a farmer or whether you're not a farmer? You're not a farmer, okay? The concept, the law of sowing and reaping still applies to you. You cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. It's as undeniable as, as, uh, as gravity is, okay? It, it is more than just an agricultural concept, sowing and reaping. It's more than just an agricultural principle. It, it, it's an axiom or, or something that is a self-evident truth of life that we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. And this is what I want to get you to pay some attention to today, because this is a part of our Christian walk with the Lord that we many times just overlook and we just kind of take it for granted, okay? So that's what we want to talk about. It applies to us, and it is indeed a law. 
Galatians 6, uh, 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Okay, I'll read that again. Galatians 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That shall he also reap. Okay, now, understand, there are natural and spiritual consequences. Okay, I say again, there are natural and spiritual consequences to our actions. Okay, okay, our actions. Natural and spiritual consequences to what we do in life. The universe operates under the law of cause and effect. Okay? The universe itself operates under the law of cause and effect. And there's no getting around it. Okay? This is a law, law of physics. I mean, it, it, it's, it's God created physics and science, of course, but it, it is a law. The universe operates under the law of cause and effect. No way getting around it. Every time we choose an action, Every time you choose an action, we also choose the consequences of that action, okay? So whatever action you choose, that means that you are also going along and you are going to be, be, be uh, reaping, if you will, the consequences of that action because of cause and effect, okay? Now, there's, there's a little device that you, which you may have seen this could refer to as Newton's, cra Newton's Cradle, and I'm just going to digress a little bit here to illustrate this point and make you understand help us to understand how real this uh, law of, uh, of, of cause and effect and reaping and sowing is, and that everything in the universe is exactly you know, what God deemed it to be. And, and it basically states that, cause and effect, that, that uh, every single action in the universe produces a reaction, no matter what. Okay? Every single effect within our world, upon our world, has a cause, an original starting point. And again, this can be demonstrated by Newton's cradle. This little device, you've probably seen it in school when you had in science fairs and so on like that. It was created by Sir Isaac Newton, and he, he created, uh, he developed uh, three uh, laws of motion, which led to, to the law of uh, universal gravity and so on. I won't get into all of the physics behind it. But I just wanted to, to do this cause and effect. It's a universal thing. The same way this device operates, you pull away one ball here, one comes out on the other side. Okay? universal law because of physics, okay? If you stop this and you pull away two balls, two come out on the other side, okay? Cause and effect. Two balls. Two balls. The cause, the effect is two over here. Two balls as the cause, two balls is the effect. If you go to three, I can keep them still here, and swing, and you see three balls, Okay? And no matter what number of balls you choose as the cause, that is going to be the reaction. It's going to be the effect. You can't change that. This is, 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 a, this is a law of physics. You take away four here and four go on the other side. Okay. Right. Now, I'm sure you've all seen this toy, but it very, very effectively illustrates the fact that this is a law. It is something that cannot be changed. No matter how, how hard I try to move one ball on this Newton's cradle here, one ball will always come out on the other side, okay? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a law. Well, the same thing applies to, to sowing and reaping, okay? We reap proportionately to what we sow. As you saw on that little device, I pull out one, one flew away on the other side. Pull out two as the cause, two flew out on the other side, okay? So we reap proportionately to what we sow. The rule is, the more seed planted, the more fruit that is harvested. The more seed that you plant, the more seed you will wind up harvesting. 
The Bible applies this law to our giving. Those who sow generously will be blessed more generously. Okay, those who sow generously, those who sow generosity will be blessed more than those who don't. It's as simple as that. This is a law. Okay, now you can, and, and, and this deals with, with, with tithing, with giving, with, with, with everything else, anything else in life. Okay, but it's not just, just giving to financial, to tithing. All right, but, but, but just to think about that for a moment, though, I mean, the more you give to God, the more you're going to be blessed. You cannot outgive God. Okay, what better investment to make? Many people want to deal with the stock market or take a chance on making investments in this, investment in that. One of your best investments is to invest in God. And the more you give to God, give to God's kingdom, then the more you will indeed will be blessed. The same way that Newton's cradle law showed those balls moving based on what was done on one side, those balls, the same thing is just as real when it comes down to sowing and reaping in the spiritual realm where God is, 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 uh, is creating this. Whoever sows sparingly, according to, to uh, 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 9, verse 6, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generous, uh, generously. Okay, again, 2 Corinthians 9, verse number 6. The, this principle is not concerned with the amount of the gift. Okay, it's not a concern with the amount of what you give, but with the spirit in which it is given. Okay, okay, it's not the amount, but it's the spirit with which it is given gift is given. And even, and, and, and God loves a cheerful, a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, God says that he loves a cheerful giver. So you give with joy in your heart. You're not sitting there and you're pulling out of your wallet. Oh, Jesus, I got to give this. Jesus, again, they're asking for money, uh, this and that. And, and just, you know, and, okay. And, and so God loves it. When you give, give with joy, give with, with joy in your heart. Okay. And even the widow's mites are noticed by our Lord. Okay, now if we go to uh, uh, Luke 12, verse number 1, Luke 12, verse number 1, I'm sorry, Luke 21, Luke 21, getting my eyes reversed here, Luke 21, and we want to look at verse number 1, and he says, he looked up and saw the rich man, the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow uh, casting in, in thither two mites. Okay, he saw the rich men putting in their money, and then he saw this widow putting in two mites, or two, basically two pennies, if you will. And he said, verse 3, he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast into the offerings of God. But she of her, of her penury uh, hath cast in all the living she has, okay, she had, all right, so in other words, while all these rich men who could well afford to give, they gave whatever they was that they was given, and all that she had to give was two, two cents, or, or here, here they say, uh, was it two, uh, you know, two mites, okay, so the point that is being made here is that what she gave was a lot more, and her sacrifice, if you will, was a lot more than what those rich men gave, Okay. All right. And, and so, so you, again, you reap what you sow, you reap what you sow. And it's how you give is with, with what spirit that you actually give. All right. Okay. And, and again, you know, if you don't have a lot and you still honor God by your giving, God is going to bless you so much more because God realizes that you're making a sacrificial, a sacrificial gift to him. Okay. Because of the fact that you really don't have a lot to, to begin with. All right. The other point that we make, make is that we reap more than what we sow, actually. So in other words, what I'm saying is that the law of sowing and reaping is related to the law of multiplication. 
Okay, the law of sowing and reaping is related to the law of multiplication. Jesus spoke of, of seed that brought forth a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Okay, and if we go to Matthew 13, go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse number three. Okay, and it says, and it says, and he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and, and uh, forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of, uh, of, of earth. Six, and when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundred fold, some 60, and some 30-fold, okay? So here now we know, at, you know if you, I'm not going to get into the rest of the, the, uh, the chapter there, but you know, afterward, Jesus goes on and explains, explains that the seed that he's talking about, of course, is the word of God, okay? The seed is the word of God, okay? But the point that is being made here is that that sowing, falling into good ground, will bring forth more than what the what the initial uh, uh, sowing was, okay? Because it says there, uh, other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold, okay? All right, all right. So again, this is a law, the law of sowing and re reaping, and also the law of multiplication. And it cannot be altered any more than showing what was done on this Newton's cradle device that I showed you a few minutes ago. It is a reality, saint of God. Go, don't go, go deluding yourself. And, and it, like I say, God will not be mocked. God put these laws into, into place, and they are real. They are real. They are just as real as gravity. They are just as real as the laws of motion, as demonstrated by that Newton's cradle, and they cannot be gotten around. So don't go deceiving yourself, thinking that you can get away with sowing sparingly in life, and then expect that you're going to reap. Okay? Expect that you're going to reap. And we're going to see that this goes beyond just financial giving. Okay? Many want to sow, all want to reap, but there are few that actually want to sow or give any credence to sowing. Okay, so, so make no mistake, saint of God, you're being bound by these laws the same way you are being bound by gravity. The fact that you're sitting or standing wherever you are listening to this message and you're not flying off into, the, into space or into the sky someplace is because you are, are, are subject to the law of gravity, which is holding you in place. Well, guess what, saint of God, you are also subject to the laws of sowing and reaping. Okay, okay. One grain of wheat produces a whole head of wheat, okay, in the same way. One little lie, one little lie, in the same way that one grain of wheat produces a whole head of wheat, one little lie can produce an out-of-control frenzy of, of, of falsehoods, of, of gossip, you know, and other unpleasant, uh, unpleasant scenarios, okay? You sow a lie, what winds up growing out of that lie, all right? You sow lies and gossip. And what grows out of that, okay? okay. You sow division in the workplace, or you sow strife in the workplace. What winds up developing out of that, okay? You are bound by the laws of sowing and reaping. You sow the wind, and you reap the whirlwind, okay? Let's go to Hosea, okay? Go to Hosea, Hosea chapter 8. Okay, 
I should have mentioned this earlier, but if you don't have your Bible, please hit pause and go and get your Bible and come back and join us so you can read these uh, these messages and highlight and underline as the Holy Spirit so guides you. Amen. Amen. So here again, now we go to Hosea chapter 8, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Set the trumpet to thy mouth, he shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and trespassed against my laws. Israel shall cry unto me, my God. We know thee. Israel hath cast off the thing that is good. The enemy shall pursue him. Israel has cast off the thing that is good, and the enemy shall pursue him. This country needs to be careful what it's doing. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes. I knew, I knew it not. Of their silver and their gold have they made them idols that they may be cut off, okay? Now, this is talking about, in one of my previous sermons, talked about that, the establishments of kings, of kingdoms that were, were, were outside of God's will or outside of God's choosing and so forth, all right? Even though God may permit certain certain people to be in office and do certain things, okay? If it's based on, on the uh, things that man has been doing by casting God aside, then what it's basically saying, they have set up kings, but not by me. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't a Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit driven decision making that got these officials in place in office. Okay, they have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I knew it not. Of their silver and their gold, they have made them idols that they that um, uh, that they may be cut off. Okay, so here God is saying again, the establishment of of situations of kings and princes and whatnot that is not with God's real blessing. All right, okay, because of the fact that they. Israel has, verse number three, Israel has cast off the thing that is good. The enemy shall pursue him. Okay, so you get God out of the picture, then the door is open for all of these bad things to wind up happening to you, okay, or to a nation or to a world. All right, verse number five says, Thy calf, O Samaria, hath cast thee off. Mine anger is kindled against them. How long will it be ere uh, they uh, attain to innocency? Far from Israel was it also, for from Israel was it also. The workmen made it, therefore it is not God, but the calf of Samaria shall be broken in pieces. For they have sown the wind, for they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. Please underline that. They have sown the wind, therefore they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stalk, the bud shall yield no meal. It shall, uh, it, if so, be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. Okay, so the real words that they have sown the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. Okay, so what you sow is what you wind up reaping. Okay, okay, you sow you sow avarice and strife and whatnot. What you reap is a whirlwind of strife. Okay, you sow hate and division, and what you wind up uh, reaping or, or wind up the result that you wind up being in is one of extreme hatred and division. Okay. So what you sow is what you reap. Okay. Right. On the positive side of, of, of this, on the positive side, one can, can also result in a, in a blessing, uh, for, for a lifetime by you sowing, by blessing someone or blessing a situation or doing something that is really good and in line with the word of God. It can wind up really, uh, uh bringing upon you a blessing. You, you sow that blessing and you shall indeed reap blessings. Okay. People don't, don't, don't even realize that what the Bible says, and maybe there are some out there hearing this message that will violently disagree with this, but the word of God says, bless Israel, you shall be blessed. Curse Israel, and you shall be cursed. Not my words, but the Bible's words. 
you got to be careful what we sow, because what you sow is indeed what you reap, as undeniable as what I showed you with that Newton's cradle. Okay? All right? You sow indeed, you reap indeed what you sow. We reap in kind to what we sow. Okay? We reap in kind to what we sow. Those who plant apple seeds, for an example, should expect to harvest apples. Those who sow anger should expect to receive what anger naturally produces. Okay. You approach a situation, a family situation, maybe a marital relationship, maybe on your job, maybe in school. Okay, if you're sowing anger into that, then that's what you're going to wind up reaping from that. You shall wind up reaping more anger. Okay, so, so we reap in kind to what we sow. Okay, now if we go to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Okay, Galatians 6. Oh, praise the living God. Galatians 6, and we want to do verse number 7. Starting with verse number 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Here we go again. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth of his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Corruption. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Okay? In due season we shall reap if we faint not. But he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Living a life of carnality or living a life of sin, uh, you know, and, and expecting to inherit heaven is like planting weeds and waiting for roses to grow. Okay? You can't live a life of sin and carnality, living like the world lives, and expect to really receive a lot of spiritual blessings. Okay? You can't expect to receive and, and be able to hear from Holy Spirit if you're continually in, in, in a state of sin. Okay, or if you're trying to walk with with two feet, you know, one feet in the spiritual realm and one's feet in in the worldly realm. Okay, you can you, know, you cannot expect to reap great blessings or to reap uh, the insights of Holy Spirit or to be able to do what God is really really calling you to do. If you're living that that carnal life, you're living a life of sin. Okay, so you wind up reaping what you're sowing. Okay, you can't be sowing a fleshly life, you know. You know, you can't be sowing and living a fleshly life and expect to be able to reap the blessings and the benefits of God's spiritual realm as given by Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And if we go to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 3, thank you, Jesus. Corinthians 3. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3. And then verse number 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? For while, for while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, 
Are you not carnal? In other words, there was there was division and strife going on there, you know, saying, saying, oh, I am, oh, I follow Paul, oh, I follow Apollo, you know, and this was supposed to be a church. Yes, so they were, were choosing up which men they were going to be, you know, follow after, okay, who they held in higher esteem, okay? While one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of, of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. I have planted, Apollos watered, but and but God was the one that gave the increase, okay? So no matter, you know, they're choosing sides, so to speak, and Paul here is saying, I planted, Apollos watered. In other words, Paul had planted this church, and Apollos nourished, nurtured it and nourished it and so forth, and Apollos watered, but God is the one that gave the increase, right? So the result of this church growing, the, the result of this church benefiting was because of God, not because of Paul or because of Apollos, all right? The same thing with us, okay? The great wondrous things that happen in our lives, the great wondrous things that may be happening in our ministries, the great wondrous things that may be happening on your job, maybe your promotions or whatever is going on great for you in your life. This is God that's doing that, all right? It's not anything that, 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 that you did, so we can't lose sight of that also, okay? And this is why he was saying is that, um, uh, brethren, um, I, brethren, could not speak unto you unto spiritual uh, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ, it says, because I fed you with milk and not with meat for it. Up, up until now, you were not able to bear it, and neither now are you are you able. Okay, he's saying that they're still not really ready for this deep spiritual knowledge because of the fact that there was bickering and strife that was amongst them. Okay, so they're not ready for this deep deep spiritual knowledge. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you are you um, not carnal and walk as men? Okay, so saying so, what's stopping them from really receiving the deep the spiritual meat, so to speak, was because they were still acting carnally. Okay. You sometimes are not ready to receive the deep spiritual things of God if you're living a carnal life, if you're living a worldly life, okay? And this this particular case, the case that there was uh, envying and strife and divisions amongst them, okay? Because that's what they were sowing. That's what they were sowing. But he's reminding them that, that, that uh, you know, whether or not you're on one side or the other, God is the one that gives the increase, okay? God is the one that always gives the increase. So we have to remember that living a life of carnality and sin and expecting to benefit and inherit a heavenly life is like planting weeds and waiting for, for roses to grow. It just ain't going to happen. Amen. Amen. Sowing and reaping also implies a wait. Okay. It also implies waiting. Nothing good grows overnight. Nothing good grows overnight. Okay. Okay. And nothing good grows overnight. Uh, the, the farmer must be patient in order to see the fruit of his labors, okay, to see the fruit of his labors. The Bible likens the ministry to planting, watering, and reaping, all right? Good things don't grow overnight, okay? The things that do grow overnight are things like weeds and mushrooms. I talked about that a bit in one of my previous sermons. I can go to bed one night, you know, and one night and wake up, you know, in the summertime there, especially in the spring when things are starting to bloom all over the place. Go to bed one night, wake up in the morning, and there's mushrooms in my lawn, okay? And overnight. This is something that's undesirable, okay? The good things that you plant into into your lawn or into your garden always take time and take some nourishing. You may have to, to add some, some soil supplements to it in some cases, depending on what you're trying to grow, but it takes time, okay? The farmer must be patient in order to see the fruit of his labors, okay? And the Bible's likens ministry, developing ministry, whether it be a church ministry or the ministry of our lives even, because we're all ministers, okay? 
Maybe not all of us are called to preach, but you have a ministry and it's up to you to find out what God would have you to be involved with. Amen. And sometimes it just may be ministering to your family members, ministering to your children, ministering to your wife or to your husband or someone else, you know. Okay. We all have a ministry, but it takes time to develop and God is the one that is the owner of that time. Okay. It's the owner of that time. If we go to 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, I'm sorry, we just left that. Let's just, and let's just go here to, um, as we shouldn't go into the next uh, verse here, just remember that, you know, until we get to where it is that God wants us to be, we faithfully continue laboring in his field, knowing that at the proper time, we will reap a harvest, okay? We just continue doing what we're doing, following God, following God, knowing that at the, at the right time, that we will indeed reap a harvest, okay? And if we do not give up, that's the key. We do not give up every single step of the way. We have to keep on making sure that we're trying our best, amen? Let's go to Matthew 9, uh, verse 35. Matthew 9, verse Matthew 9, verse 35. Okay, Matthew 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he shall send forth laborers into his harvest. Okay, all right. Yeah. So therefore, there there are there are, are, are people, so to speak, that need to hear the word of God. You know, part of our, our our jobs as Christians is indeed, you know, to minister to others. You know, so one of the things we should be considering is is, is that is that we should not give up. You know, we should not give up because there is a harvest out there that is to be uh, that is to be reaped. Amen. Amen. And one of the things we need to think about is how are we sowing into that harvest? Okay, how are we sowing into it? Sowing and reaping is used as a metaphor, you know, or or, or is symbolic of death and resurrection. Right. When Paul discusses the resurrection of the body, he uses the uh, he uses the analogy of planting a seed to illustrate physical death. The body is sown perishable; it is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor; it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness; it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body; it is raised a spiritual body. Right. Matter of fact, why don't we read that? Why don't we go to one Corinthians fifteen forty two? Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42. Thank you, Jesus. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. In corruption. Okay, and read that again. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. 
There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Okay, I like that. There is a natural body, which is what we, we are in right now. We're in a natural body, but then there is also a spiritual body. The spiritual body is the you, the real you. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam which was, was made a quickening spirit. The first Adam, of course, was man, made from the dust of the ground, and the Holy and God breathed the breath of life into him. The last Adam, this is Jesus Christ. Scripture here is referring to Jesus Christ. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit, okay? And Jesus Christ, of course, quickening in Scripture means life-giving. Life-giving is a life-giving spirit, made a quickening spirit. Amen? Amen. So we see here that... Our, um, that, 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 that this, this symbolism here with, with, with the, the dying and the raising again is like the sowing and the reaping. You know, our, our bodies, if you will, are, will die as corruptible things. You know, corruptible in scriptural language here means that something that, that, that breaks down, you know, that, that, that deteriorates, okay? The body goes into the ground, okay, but then it is raised incorruptible, which is a body that cannot be destroyed, which does not deteriorate. And this is our the bodies that we will have going into eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. Amen. Amen. There'll be we, we are this this new being that will be resurrected as Jesus Christ was. Amen. Amen. So we see that a seed may die when it falls to the ground. A seed may die when it falls to the ground, but that is not the end of its life. Okay, that is not the end of its life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. That's John 12, verse 24. Amen. And I'll read that again. Okay. Uh, verily, verily, I say unto you. And remember what I said about verily, verily. You see the words verily, verily. That means here comes a dynamite truth. Here comes a dynamite truth that the Lord is about, about to, to bring forth to you. I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Bring them much, much fruit, okay? And you've seen it. Yeah, I'm sure you remember in grade school, they, again, with little science fairs, little experiments you probably did. One of my favorite ones was, was the lima bean. You know, you put the lima bean there. First, you, 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 you put it in water, and then after a while, it, you see this little shoot start coming out, you know, and so forth. And then eventually, that, that, that shoot becomes a plant, you know. And the, the original lima bean that you put in there is dead. It disappears. It goes away. Amen. You plant a seed in some dirt, okay? What winds up resulting from that seed, the original seed that you saw, disappears. It gets, it dies. It it it, it, it uh, disintegrates into the soil, and from that that seed comes this life-giving plant. Amen. There's the apple tree or whatever it is that may that may come may come from it. Amen. Amen. So what this is saying here is, is that what we sow in this life greatly greatly impacts what we wind up reaping. And don't forget that, okay? And this is so real. It is not just a figment of our imaginations. It isn't not just just a, a, a cute, you know, play on words that God decided to put into the Bible. It's a universal truth, just as universal as I showed you with that Newton's uh, Newton's cradle, as it's called. Amen, amen. And and the concept of sowing and reaping is found throughout Scripture, okay? Okay, throughout Scripture, it, it is there, and it's an, and a very important principle to impart wisdom. Uh, for both this world and the next world where we're going. Amen. Amen. So if you've been, been, been sowing, if you will, in a way that has been minuscule in a small manner, okay, okay, in terms of, of, of giving anyway, all right, then that's exactly what you'll, you'll, you'll wind up reaping. 
it'll be very, very slight, you know. Or what you do reap, as one of the scriptures said, you know, the enemy will wind up devouring, okay. And we see that in so many cases where there are people that, 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 that are, are really stringent, you know, with, with, their, with, with their giving and whatnot. And it does seem like, like what they wind up reaping, they just can't keep it because there's always something that comes to absorb a little bit that they reaped. Okay, in so many cases, people will, will just give in a real, real small fashion, and they'll reap something in a small fashion. And that little bit that they got, uh, the washing machine breaks down. You know, they, they'll pray, and again, they're giving in a minuscule fashion, and the washing machine gets replaced. Okay, the next thing you know, the refrigerator breaks down, or the car breaks down. It seems to be always something because people that are sowing sparingly are going to be reaping sparingly, and then many times what they wind up reaping does not stay there to even even benefit them, okay? And as far as sowing in terms of how you're living your life, you know, if you're a person that's always sowing strife or sowing division or, or argumentation or gossip and whatnot, then that's what you're going to reap. You're going to wind up being involved or being around people that are, are just constantly in a bickering state or, or constantly there's division and strife that, that's going on, okay? There are some people that I refuse to go on vacation with because there was a point in time I went on vacation it was nothing but strife and division and bickering and going on I said never again and that's the way it's been because I refuse to sow or to be around people that are sowing strife and division so think about that as far as you're living your life on the work at your workplace you know in home and school or wherever it is that it may be in your neighborhood how do you get along how do you treat your next door neighbor you know what do you think of that next door neighbor of yours okay Right? So there's always something in our lives that we can take stock of. How are we sowing and thinking about how what it is that we're going to be reaping? Okay, Your actions, what you put into an action is what you're going to get out of it. Okay, There is cause and effect. It is undeniable. It is a fact throughout the universe, the physical realm of the universe, as well as the spiritual realm. realm. Okay, which is what God is addressing through the word of God here. Amen. Amen. So that is indeed something for all of us to think about. You know, how are you living your life? You know, what is it that you're sowing? What is it that you can expect to reap? Amen. Amen. Very, very important concept. Like I said in the opening here, many times we as Christians live our lives and never think about sowing and reaping. Well, now this is something for you to give some thought to. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you and that uh, you'll pass it on as Holy Spirit so guides. We can be reached at uh, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Again, that's www.genesis1, one word, .sermon.net. And uh, up in the upper right-hand corner there, you'll see a uh, subscribe button. Click on the subscribe subscribe button and then you'll be notified automatically whenever these uh podcast messages are released amen amen praise god again hope the message was a blessing and while we close in prayer heavenly father we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you in the name of jesus oh lord god and i pray that the words that we've heard today will be deeply deeply planted within our spirits not to be stolen away by the evil one oh lord god let us give some thought to sowing and reaping as we move forth in you oh lord god let your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord God, always guide us. Let your Holy Spirit check our lips, O oh Lord God, if we are to wind up uh, uh, speaking divisions or lies or anything else that would be detrimental to us or to the body of Christ or to the world at large, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord God, and guide us to be all that you've called us to be, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We praise you and we thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Go forth. Hope you're blessed. Remember what the word of God says, okay? Okay, remember sowing and reaping. Remember that concept. It's a law. It's a law. And it does indeed affect us all. 
Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember that Jesus is Lord.